Welcome to the morning community of Northridge Vineyard. Our deepest desire is that you will encounter Jesus as you listen in to our morning gathering. If you'd like to find out more about us, check out our website, northridge.org.au forward slash mornings. We're going to shift our focus in prayer a little bit this morning from praying for ourselves to praying uh, for our world. Um, One of the beautiful things that we've we've had over the last couple of weeks is a number of prophetic words, and, uh, and we wanted to spend some, a bit of time this morning just chatting and sharing some of the thoughts we had, um, and then we're going to actually break up in, into different groups um, and pray for some of the things that we feel the Lord's leading us to pray into. Is that okay? Does that sound good? Over to you. Um, so you may or uh, may not be aware, but we've had uh, the national conference here over the last uh, 10 days, um, uh, the Vineyard National Conference, and it's been, um, it was really, really encouraging for Rob and I because the theme of the conference was uh, the spirit of the sovereign Lord just from Luke 4, but it's Jesus quoting the Isaiah 61 passage. Um, And as you know, if you've been around for a while, the Isaiah 61 passage is what the Lord put on our heart um, about a year ago for our community and a vision for our community and what our community um, could look like and and sort of what he's put on our heart. So it was really really encouraging um, as we were talking through that and praying through that, but also seeing what God was doing. And so we just wanted to kick off, as we kind of think about praying more broadly, we wanted to just kick off reading through that passage and just reminding ourselves again what God has put on our hearts as a community. Um, And so I'm just going to read it. I'm going to read it over us. Um, Feel free to follow on the screen um, or in your Bibles. So Isaiah 61, 1 to 4. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me. Because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations." And so it was just, it was a really good reminder that God is calling us to all these things, but that he pours his spirit on us to enable us. And, you know, in the vineyard, we're all about partnering with what the Holy Spirit's doing. Um, one of the prophetic words that came up uh, on the second conference as well was this overwhelming uh, call to our nation to pray for our nation and love our nation. And so um, I just wanted to read out the prophetic word um, that we had, and uh, to almost stir our hearts, stir our hearts for what God is doing, because it's not just at this local level 
or even in our regional level. But God has a heart for the whole country and the whole world. And so, um, again, you can, you can follow along. I love you, my beloved Australia. I love you. I have loved you since before the creation of the world. You are my beloved, my bride. I am your groom waiting for you to come back to me. I love you, my beloved. I will fight for you. I am under, and no power of hell will stand against you. No powers or principalities will stand against you. You are my beloved. I love you, Australia. I love you. There has been a battle for your very soul, the spirit of what it means to be Australian. There has been a perversion of the truth I laid in this country when I formed it. The wild and free, wild and bridled risk-takers who bring freedom and my redemptive love to those around. I have not forgotten you, Australia. You hold a special place in my heart. You are not a forgotten people, but a redeemed and remembered people. Rise up, Australia. Rise up and lead the way. I love you, my beloved. I have loved you since before the creation of the world. Wow. I don't know about you, but that stirs something in me. And... um, we just sensed that this was something the Lord was saying to us uh, as a church, as a movement, um, and to say through us to this nation. Um, you know, one of the things that um, I guess we've been reminded of at, this, uh, at the conference that we've had is Jesus' words in, in Matthew 28. You may know them very familiar words um, when he says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we've been reminded that he says not go and make disciples from the nations, but of the nations that we are called to actually go and disciple the nations, to disciple our nation in the ways of the Lord. And so, you know, there's something interesting about this prophetic word because initially, particularly, I realized as we looked, can we just go back to the first half of that, please, Barry? As we look at the first half of it, it looks a bit like God is speaking. It was the sort of things he would say to the church, I love you, my beloved Australia. I love you. I'm your groom waiting for you to come back to me. And yet, actually, the word is speaking to the country. Because I think when God looks at Australia, he doesn't look at the country and then look at the church over there. He looks at the country and he calls us as the church to lead the nation in the ways of the Lord. Um, and, you know, we, we wanted to take that seriously because we felt like actually God actually has been giving us a bit of a, an encouragement, a bit of a kick, that we have a role in leading the nation in what God's identity is for us. And, uh, and we want to 
we want to recognize that as a church, even as us, just our little church, in a big nation, we actually have spheres of influence. We have authority in different spheres of life. And we want to start where he puts us. If you were here last week, Kirk was talking about in the vineyard, we value reality. We don't want to pretend that God's doing something when he's not. But when he is, when, he, when he's placed us in, in a sphere of life, when he's placed us in an area and we have influence, then let's, let's step into what God's calling us to do. And to start with, that's to pray. Because it all begins with God. Uh, so this morning, what we thought we would do is just to begin to receive different what we feel the Lord stirring in us by praying into a few, just a few different areas that as we've thought through and we've prayed about what, Lord, where have you placed our hands as a community? There is, these are some areas, okay? So there are many things we could pray into, but um, I, can I get you, Barry, just to put that grid up? We just pick four areas, and there are so many different areas I know that people work in or uh, live in, uh, are passionate about, but we felt like there are certainly these four areas where God has given us influence and uh, authority, actually, in the sphere of life. So for some of you, you are passionate about discipling people in how to do family life. Perhaps you have friends, uh, colleagues, people you know through school, uh, down the road, who you, uh, you share with them, this is how we do family life. Um, and it could look in so many different ways. It could just look brothers and sisters. It could, just, it look, could look children. But there is something on your heart. And you know that actually God has given you an authority in that. For some of you, it's, it's about the decision makers, if you like, in our country. And the way leadership works and the culture of leadership. Uh, and you are passionate about that and you want to pray into that. For some of you, it's about uh, health care, particularly the way that elderly are looked after. And, and for some, it's about uh, teaching and in education and, and the way that we pass on to the next generation. So w- what we'd like to do now is we're going to ask you to set, head up to one of four corners. Corners are interesting in this place. There's so many corners. Um, and so I think what we'll do is um, we'll, we'll pray for family life over in that corner over there, uh, in the kids' corner. That seems to fit. <clears throat> um, we'll pray for um, decision-making and leadership uh, here, and Eric's going to lead us there. Uh, let's pray for teaching and education over in this corner um, and healthcare, and, and particularly a focus on the elderly over there. So, guys, this might seem small steps, but we want to just make a step towards what we feel like the Lord's leading us into. So can I encourage you, have a think where we'd like to pray this morning. We've probably only got 10 minutes left. So stand up, head over to a corner. And what we will do is we will just pray as a group, as, as the person who's kind of coordinating leads. So do stand up, head over to a corner. That'd be great.